1: Oh, high noon on a Friday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. Time to go inside the electric factory. It's Eula Remotes here with you on Steelers Blitz on the day before the day before. And my partner, Arthur Motes, is looking extra dapper this afternoon, folks.
2: Come on, man. I'm casket fresh, baby. You know how it is, man. Had to bring on the the nice suit and tie just for you because I knew I was going to come in here today and see your beautiful hair on the pen ultimate to the pen ultimate going on the West Coast. Big time game, so I had to bring out the fly stuff, man. You know how it works.
1: That's how you always roll. There's no doubt about that on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. The Body. It's a big opportunity for Arthur Moats today as he uh, jets off to
2: television land after this show to record some interviews. Man, you know I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, because I'm not as important as you, I got to do more, you know, I got to do more of the grunt work, more of the groundwork. So, you know, a little interview here, interview there, man. But if you're local, definitely tune in to WPXI Channel 11 on Sunday night before the game. Catch some of my interview work I'm doing, man. Got a nice uh, sit down with Mika Fitzpatrick coming up, man. So it's going to be a good time.
1: Yeah, and Mika Fitzpatrick, big opportunity for him Sunday night to kind of show what he can do to a national TV audience. Because you pointed this out to me before the show. It's the first time he's ever played on Sunday night football. Absolutely. You think about it, man. They did play a lot of primetime games no. with those Miami
2: Dolphins. You think about it, Last year was his first year in the league with the Dolphins. They had one primetime game. Obviously, they make the trade you know, going into week three this season. But even with that, he's had, one, well, he had the Monday night game this season. But no Sunday night game, man. It's going to be an interesting time for him. I know he's got to be excited. But I don't think the moment's going to be b- too big for him. When you think about the fact that he played at Bama, He's used, to a the, lot of big games. he's used to the big lights. He's used to all the attention being on I mean, it's him, it's no
1: man. JMU, but it's a nice program. Come on,
2: man. Go Dukes. I mean, it's better than that second-rate West Virginia, but who's counting?
1: Uh, it's a big opportunity Sunday night for a lot of guys to showcase what they got. Micah Fitzpatrick certainly amongst them. How about Benny
2: Snell, mm-hmm. too? Are we going to see Benny Snell football on a national level? Is that is that what we're getting on Sunday?
1: Uh, at least in small doses, we have to, yeah. right? I mean, you can't leave James Conner on the field for every single play. This is very true. And, hey— you know, don't look now. But Benny Snell still has the longest Steelers run of oh, the year. Oh
2: man, don't you start that running back controversy today? Don't you not do that? Don't back you do that? I'm just saying. Uh huh.
1: I I want to see him
2: in a larger as, role, as
1: long as it's earned, obviously. Right. But I want to
2: see him get a little more spin Sunday night. No, I agree, man. I would definitely like to see Benny Snell in a more expanded role, especially understanding when you watch this Chargers defense on film, they struggle versus the run, and. When you think about James Conner, this is his chance to have a get-right game. But if you're Benny Snell, you have to be chomping at the bit because, number one, you haven't had a lot of playing time. Mm-hmm. So you're extremely excited about that. But number two, the last thing you were on the field, you had success. Your last touch was a, was a beautiful run. So if you're Benny, you're looking at yourself like, when I get this opportunity, my first you know, opportunity to play on a national scale on the offense, not just special teams – I got to make the most of it. So I think we, we can definitely see something impressive from him, hopefully.
1: I think you're right. I'm looking forward to it. There's a whole bunch that I'm looking forward to. But obviously, when we talk about big opportunities, Arthur Moats, one guy more than the others, one Devlin Duck Hodges. Uh, not only your first opportunity to make a start in the National Football League, something that I'm sure he, I know he's dreamed about. He said it since he was a little kid don't we all dream about this moment baby but it comes on sunday night football in prime time in the city of angels Mm -hmm. man what an opportunity for devlin hodges
2: come on man he's playing the steeler west you know he's gonna get to have a home game on the west coast sunday night beautiful five o'clock game for those out there on the west coast i mean it gets no bigger than that man this is like you said what you dream of as a kid this is your moment and he's gonna get the chance man uh A clear-cut opportunity, don't have to look over your shoulders, just Mm -hmm. go out there and play your game, and that's the beauty of it. I mean, it sucks that Mason had to have an injury for this to happen, Sure, but any player would tell you to get the opportunity to start and not have to worry about looking over your shoulders, not having to worry about, oh man, if I make a mistake, am I on a short leash? he's going to get the chance to go out there and just let it fly. Here's the keys to the offense. Absolutely. So that's a beautiful thing for him, man. I'm excited for him because me being an FCS guy myself, it's rare that you get these opportunities and it's rare that it happens so early in your career. Right. So for me, I'm looking at him like, man, make the most of this opportunity. Don't Look back on this two, three weeks from now saying, I wish I did or I should have did that better. You prepared last week like you were the starter even though you didn't get any practice reps. So now that this week that you've gotten those practice reps, show the people what you truly can do. Show all those teams that passed up on you on the draft, including the Steelers, that they made a mistake. And ultimately go out there and light it up, man.
1: And show everybody that they made a mistake not even signing you as an undrafted free agent, right? Absolutely. I mean, Devlin Hodges is a guy who had to come here to rookie minicamp Just to get an invite to training
2: camp. But wait, I'll take it a step further. Even after they made final cuts, um, once preseason was over, he still was available. It wasn't as if he was stashed on the roster and, oh, this is the guy that we're just going to keep here as our fourth quarterback. No. They had three quarterbacks on the roster. He was the bonus guy. Anybody could have took an opportunity and picked him up. So the fact that he wasn't picked up, the fact that he was available— Man, you put that as a chip on your shoulder. You go out there and you show every team what they missed out on and what they could have had.
1: Right, because as you mentioned, we know he flashed in training camp. He was one of the talking points in training camp. But that wasn't even enough to get him – a look from one of the other 31 NFL franchises he as he said uh so eloquently I think it was yesterday the day before one of his interviews they asked him what he was doing you know after he got cut by the Steelers and he said well honestly I was kind of just on a bender like on vacation (laughs) because nobody else was calling me sorry just just duck calling nobody else was asking me to work out (laughs) anything like that so uh, you know I just didn't really know what to do with myself it's crazy you know in this business how fast things can change absolutely how fast you can go from from sitting at home in alabama to now in prime time sunday night football
2: yeah absolutely and i tell people all the time don't think just because you're not on a roster or because you're not the starter that you're not good enough scouts get it wrong i told my scouts in buffalo plenty of times y'all got this wrong i should have been here you should have picked me earlier even when i came here to pittsburgh I'm like, man, y'all still got it wrong. The fact that I'm not out here more, this is wrong. Like Y'all are tripping, but I'm going to show you. Anytime I get the opportunity, I'm going to show you. And that's the same type of chip that I see with Duck. You can see how he handles himself when he gets in the game, how he conducts himself in interviews. He has that edginess about him, and that's Mm -hmm. what you love. And I just always account that to being the – You know, an FCS guy because you feel like you have to prove it. And you want to always show that you're better than the big school guys, the big name guys, the the higher draft picks, the guys who get all the pomp and circumstances, even though you might have had the better numbers. So for me, man, I'm a big fan of what Duck is going to be able to do. And I'm just hoping that he showcases it. I don't want him to go out here and give people a reason to say, ah, see, we were right. Ah, that's why you were sitting at home. Don't give him that opportunity. Go out there and ball out.
1: A big one Sunday night in the city of angels for a lot of guys. Los Angeles, but, but certainly Devlin Hodges and I think too, a It's important how the Steelers start, right? Mm-hmm. I I got some numbers for you here. Give me. All uh, right? That's my number guy right there. Well like That's what I'm talking about. First quarter so far this season, mm-hmm. the Steelers have averaged <clears throat> a minuscule, mm. a puny, mm. two point six points. Mm-hmm. In the first quarter, I do so not even know how you average two point six points. It's crazy. It, it, it's it's <laughs> the twenty seventh in the NFL. The only teams that are worse than them, uh, the Dolphins, mm-hmm. the Jets. Yeah, you kind of be picking up on my drift there. Absolutely.
2: Even though the Chargers are a slow start team as well, though
1: they are, they are just not that slow. The Steelers have only scored thirteen points in the first quarter all season. They're gonna need a, a better start than than two point six points in the first quarter.
2: Yeah, I, I agree one hundred percent. Anytime you're on the road. You want, And it's different this week just because you know the crowd is going to be pro-Steelers. Typically, you want to start fast on the road because you want to get the crowd out of it. But in this case, you start fast on the road, you're going to get that crowd into it that much more, which would be a great thing for Pittsburgh, and especially with the young quarterback. So starting fast is going to be pivotal. And then, like we said with the Chargers, they have been starting slow also this season. They haven't been lighting it up. They've been struggling in the red zone as well. So if you jump on this team early, they're fragile. They understand that hey, we haven't got up to the best starts. We're sitting at what 2 and f- what 2, two and, three. and 3 right now. Yeah. And they so, only lost four games all right. of last year. So they're definitely starting to ask themselves some questions and that's the beauty of this game. And that's the beauty of the Steelers team. I mean, as a whole, you've seen this team consistently show how good they can be. But then they've also showed the errors that are associated with not having the top-tier talent and why the margin error is so small once you lose some of these people that you lose. Sure, But the talent is still there. This team can still be as good as they want to be, but they got to do it fast. They got to do it now, and this is a great opportunity, man. The Chargers are definitely concerned.
1: And I think, too, and this is something we'll talk about, and, and we got our, we've got our inaugural singing Oh yeah, um, of the electric factory version of here Uh-oh. we here we go. It, it better be good, Wes. That's Coming all up I'm in saying, about man. Twenty minutes. It's it's. I think I think you'll like right. it. All right, We'll okay. see. Uh, and I kind of I talk about this in this song, but there's a, a real opportunity for for the Steelers and Steelers Nation to take this game over to make this a home game across across the coast. Absolutely. And if you come out and you get a lead and you get that crowd jacked up and you hey. get the terrible towels waving and you let the defense pin their ears back and mm-hmm. play with a lead man I think that's a that's a recipe for success
2: absolutely and I will say I've been a part of a a Steelers team that went out there to that west coast in San Diego granted they're in LA now but when they were supposed to be home in San Diego and we turned that stadium into a black and gold fest, terrible towel waving here we go singing and it was just a beautiful night
1: 3.6 yards per drive on average on the Steelers first drive of the game not good enough Mm -hmm. 7.6 average plays run on their first possession of the game and and this is something that we've talked about has been a theme with this team mozi the steelers on their opening possession of the game are only averaging a little over two minutes of time of possession Mm -hmm. Uh, we talked a lot yesterday about how this was a get right game Mm -hmm. in a lot of regards I, i think for the steelers and for that offense to come out and hey I'm not saying you gotta roll down the field and take seven minutes off the clock and put seven points on At
2: the board.
0: At least two first downs.
1: But a couple first downs. Get yourself on the on the <laughs> Not on the San Diego side. Get yourself on the Los Angeles side. The Los Angeles of the field. And take a little time off the clock. Like you said, a couple first downs, run run some plays, see what you're gonna see from their defense, and obviously keep your defense off
2: the field in the process. Absolutely. I agree one hundred percent with that. It's it's
1: I think it's it's an important one for this. A lot of things play into this. We talked about some of the struggles that they've had early. You mentioned how the Chargers are another team, too. Uh, they fell behind, what, 14 nothing to the Broncos like mm-hmm. that last week. I mean, they blinked and they were down 14 nothing. You combine all that with, again, this is a Chargers team, too, that's reeling they're not having the success that they envision <clears throat> coming into the season it's a soccer stadium that quite often gets taken over by the opposing fan base you saw it last week that stadium was 70 percent orange Absolutely. with broncos fans there If they it be the same with terrible towels this week i i really think this week more so every week we know it's important to start fast to start well but this week, more so than ever, when you add in the, the rookie quarterback making his first start, you're going up against a Hall of Fame caliber guy in Phillip Rivers. I think those first 15 minutes, you know, the, the first two drives for the offense, the first two drives for the defense, mm-hmm. a man, a good start would go a long way in the Steelers being in position to win this game.
2: Absolutely. I agree 100%. You have to start fast on both sides of the ball. And I think we will see that from both sides I think that they are ready for this opportunity I think that they're chomping at the bit especially when you think about the bad taste in their mouth from last week you don't get over that that hurts and the only way you do move on from it is by getting a win that following week so I'm excited to see them respond I'm excited to see them come out there in prime time and do their thing
1: How's that work when you have two teams that have a bad taste in their mouth from last? Can that lead to maybe some more fireworks, some more emotion early on? Because we know the Steelers mm-hmm. losing at home in overtime to your arch rival, that's always gonna leave a bad taste in your mouth. And then the Chargers they did got, the same thing. got got beat by the Broncos at home, a team they thought they were better than a, a division foe as well, losing at home to a division foe. How's that kind of play a factor, you know, particularly into because we know the emotions are usually more charged up in the beginning and the no end. No pun intended. And the begin- <laughs> hey, there you go. All right. More charged up in the beginning and in the end of the game. How's that work when you have two teams that are desperate to kind of, uh, you know, as Tunch always says, the pistachio theory, right? Uh, the only the only way to get the taste of a bad pistachio out of your mouth is a- to eat a good pistachio. Mm-hmm.
2: Man, well, yeah, like I said, both of them are going to be fired up because both of their seasons are at stake. Both of them know that this is essentially a must-win game for both parties. And both teams had high expectations. Like, let's be real about it. When we talked about who were going to be playoff teams, we had the Chargers up there, we had the Stills up there. And they were the same teams that were in the fight for it last year as well. So, when we're talking about both teams coming out ready to start fast, both teams, I mean, those Chargers are having the same conversations in their locker room that the Stills are having today hey, we got to start fast. They're reeling. We got to get them. They, this is a team that we might get. Rookie
1: quarterback Absolutely, his first start.
2: You get they, they face some adversity early. They might pack it up. And, they're, and the Steelers are saying the same thing about the Chargers. And it's really going to come down to who can execute the best the fastest. Get it happening right away. Set the tone early. And then after that, it would be a great night. But if you allow the Chargers to have success early, if you allow the Chargers to get their confidence up, that's ultimately going to make this Steelers team start to question certain things. Are we good enough without Mason? Are we good enough without Ben? Are we good enough without Jalen Samuels? Are we good enough without James James Washington? Washington. And and the list goes on and on and on. So it's important to, hey, silence that noise, shut it out, do what you need to do early, and then after that, man, take care of business the rest of the night. It would be a great day for all of us.
1: On Twitter, at Wesley Euler at da body 52
2: DaBody.
1: When we come back here, these Chargers are beatable. hmm And we will tell you why, and also the inaugural singing. hmm We kind of got into it last week a little bit, but this week with prep, I'm not freestyling it. It's not, you know, 8-mile huh. B-Rabbit style freestyle. Oh, I, I like week.
2: B-Rabbit West, though. You had your little hoodie on, your little you w wanna, you you wanna go scarf You want to shave my hair and have my, my head
1: blonde here? Spaghetti, spaghetti. We will unveil our Chargers edition of the Here We Go song for you when we return. Again, if you want to chime in on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at DeBody52. DeBody! You are inside the Electric Factory on a Friday listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Hey! Euler and with you here inside the Electric Factory, as always, on the day before the day before. Having some fun in, I don't know, about seven or eight minutes here, Motesy. Talk about it. The first edition of Steelers Blitz Electric Factory Euler and Here we go. You know, you might know the, I think it's Roger Woods, right? It, right? doesn't it doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't matter who makes
1: that. I don't know what his name is, the original song. You know he, he you, know. all you need to
2: know is Wesley Euler's version from here on out. That's period. Right.
1: I'm gonna put on my weird owl Yankovic hat here in about mm-hmm. seven minutes. And sing you a charger-specific version of Here We Go Steelers. But before we get there, mozi Talk about it. You kind of touched on this a little bit in the last segment. These are not the Almost did it again. <laughs> These are not the Los Angeles Chargers that we all ex- that, w- that we saw last year, that we all expected coming into this season. A team yeah. that sits two and three, mm-hmm. a team that's had a lot of their own injury issues. They just got Melvin Gordon back last week. They're banged up on the defense.
2: This team not scary at all, baby.
1: I, I really don't think they are. Particularly when you kind of consider, uh, you look at their stable of running backs, right? And they should be able to run the ball really well. I mean, they should be like the Baltimore Ravens when it comes to gaining yards on the ground. They've struggled in that department mightily this year. And now, granted, yes, last week was the first week that they had Melvin Gordon back. But Austin Eckler is no slouch. That offensive line has been banged up. And get this, Motsy,
2: because you know how this works, right? Mm-hmm.
1: I've done my research.
2: All the research.
1: I've got opinions. I've got notes on everything. Most
2: opinionated and guy. Know, and you don't. No, nobody have more night. notes than you, man. Nobody.
1: Philip Rivers, as it sits right now, through five weeks of the season, which I think you can agree is a fair sample size. It's not like I'm yeah. saying this after one or two weeks. True. He is on pace Oh. to throw the second most passes he's ever thrown in his NFL career at Sheesh. age 38. <sighs> these, this is, these are not the Chargers of the past. These are not the Chargers of last year. These are not the Chargers that we thought they were going to be coming into this season. Correct. This is a beatable team, Motsi. Very much. Beatable team. And I think, too, this, you know, I, I well, next segment, I want to get into a little bit of what they're saying, right? The view from the other side, what Chargers media, what Chargers brass, what Chargers players are saying ahead of this week's six, six contest. But it's a team that is not comfortable with their position. Steelers win this game, and they've got the same record as the
2: Chargers. Absolutely. And just think about this. They'll have the same record, but the Steelers will be feeling a lot better after this win, going into the bye, then coming out of the bye with Miami. I mean, you really have a chance to stack some victories if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's how you have to look at this opportunity, but you cannot allow it to slip away. You cannot allow this one to be one of those where you're looking and saying, I wish I would have. Oh, we should have had him. Oh,
1: man. Oh, if only this one play would have gone Oh, differently. man. We
2: turned it over. Oh, oh man. We should we have got to stop there. Oh, Russell
1: Wilson on third and 16. Right. Oh, if only we could have held onto the ball in San Francisco and in Heinz Field. Absolutely. No more of that this week. None. Can't happen. At Wesley Euler, at the body 52. <laughs> the body. Russell chimes in here talking about how he loves
0: our entr- entrance music <laughs>
1: up in the electric factory. I'm DJing today, Mozi.
0: Hey,
2: man. You know you're the best in the business. Not only do you rock the mic, but you work the ones and twos. I aspire to be like you one day when I grow up.
1: Phillip Rivers (laughs) is going to be 38 years old before this season is over. He's on pace to throw for the second most passing attempts in his career. Half dozen more throws a game than he's had in any of his best seasons.
2: Are you saying he's old?
1: Well, it's 38 old. Because then I'd then I'd be calling hey, then I'd be calling Ben old. This, I don't this know is West I saying that. that I
2: didn't say any of that.
1: Hold on now, Age ain't hey Jane, now you're the one, you're the one who's in your thirties, not me. How's it feel? I love it,
2: glowing up, baby.
1: <laughs> do you expect that the Chargers think they're going to be able to attack the Steelers like they did last year?
2: I think they're going to try to, but I think middle the beauty of the field, is running
1: the ball in middle of the field.
2: I, I, I would, if you're looking at this Steelers team, which you've seen on film. Even last week, to an extent, you understand that the linebackers are where you want to attack, especially in the pass game. But I do think that last week, the Steelers linebackers had their best game with Devin Bush and Mark Barron in terms of their coverage opportunities. Now, granted, even with that, there were still some 50-50 plays that could have went either or, like the Devin Bush interception. Right, We saw that. But at the same time, I will say that that's still the part where you're like, hey, I want to see that more consistently. We've seen on the outside with Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson, we've talked about how they have stepped up in a big way. We've talked about how the D-line and outside linebackers have stepped up their pass rush. We've seen the secondary in terms of the safeties start to grow. The addition of Minka Fitzpatrick has been huge. But the linebacker play, we need to see more consistently. And granted, they were without Vince Williams, who's ultimately the leader in that group. He gets those guys going mentally. He sets the tone from a physical standpoint, and
1: a p- particularly huge in the run game against Absolutely. a lot of these teams. And, and that, that showed Steelers up in a big way versus so the Ravens. Yep. So they could have used him against Seattle and mm-hmm. against San Francisco.
2: So for me, I do think that that's what they're thinking. But the way that the Steelers I can envision combating that is with Amika Fitzpatrick in terms when you get Keenan lined up in the slot or at that number two, uh, that number three receiver stop. and that's kind of how they took advantage of the Steelers last year, getting those. Uh, those matchups that they really wanted in terms of a receiver on a uh, on a linebacker, but I just think going forward, man, this these Steelers linebackers they just have to keep stacking good performance on top of good performance on top of good performance. And if they can, can can if they can continue to do that, this defense is going to take off and get even better, which is scary because these past two weeks they've been playing an extremely high level. They yeah. started out bad. I mean, let's be real, they started out couldn't get the stops when they needed to get the stops. They're staying on the field too long, all these other things. But now you see them coming into their own. You see them starting to gel a lot more. And I think that's why we're seeing them be a a more productive unit and a unit that can ultimately carry this team.
1: You know what encourages me about the Steelers? And we've talked a lot about what encourages us about the Steelers' defense, but particularly with this matchup against the Chargers. The Steelers have seen a lot of teams this year, right, in – Particularly in Seattle and San Francisco, and last week against the Ravens, that they want to run the ball. Mm-hmm. That's where that that's their bread and butter. That's their identity on offense. They've got offensive lines that are built to run the ball, mm-hmm. as opposed to maybe protect the passer. Whereas we've talked about the opposite of that with the Steelers, right? right? Where it's an offensive line that was built to protect Ben Roethlisberger, correct, and hasn't been as 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 good as we'd like to see in opening up some of those running lanes. Yes. The Chargers have been much more successful this year in the run game, even without Melvin Gordon, than they have been in keeping Phillip Rivers upright and clean. I think now for the Steelers, it's, what, the fourth time this year that you've seen an offensive line and an opponent that operates that way, they got to be licking their chops.
2: Yeah, absolutely, but you have to understand that they have to make this offense one-dimensional, period. It can't be... Melvin Gordon gets going or Austin Eckler gets going because now you open it up and that offense can be deadly but the thing that when you talk about their lack of ability to protect Philip Rivers the way they've kind of I guess compensated for that is by getting Austin Eckler the ball a lot early on out the backfield you know two to three yard passes granted he'll catch 10 passes but they're for you know no yardage and after he has to make something happen and that's kind of the, that's kind of been the way that they went about it but the thing that is very uh beneficial for the Steelers defense is a Devin Bush Mm -hmm. Devin Bush can match it with that. Didn't have him last year. Mark Barron, he can match it with that.
1: Didn't have him last year. When you
2: get Austin Eckler trying to release out the backfield, try to get him in open space, these guys can excel in open field tackling, open field play. They're comfortable, very comfortable. And that's why you bring in those type of guys. That's why you bring in a Mark Barron through free agency. That's why you draft Devin Bush at 10th overall.
1: Minka Fitzpatrick, too.
2: Absolutely. Those are the type of guys...
1: Uh, Particularly after the first quarter against San Francisco Take away the middle of that field George Kittle was very quiet after a hot start
2: Absolutely, so for me, and the reason I didn't even List Minka, because I think Minka's going to match up With the tight ends over there, Yeah. and Predominantly and predominantly with Keenan Allen, when they try to use Keenan Allen in the interior of these formations, that's when you're going to see not Mika. so fast, my friend. Right, and I see Mark Barron matching up a lot with Hunter, uh, with Hunter Henry, especially with him practicing multiple times this week. That's why I see that. But I think Devin Bush. This highlights him in this matchup because he's typically the the Mike linebacker. He's typically the guy who's still going to be in the box, and that's where he's going to excel because he can go sideline to sideline with Eckler. He can go sideline to sideline with Melvin Gordon. And Melvin still, I mean, he's not going to be the Melvin Gordon of old for another two to three weeks just because you can't sit out all season and then just expect to come back up and play. Like, you're not going to be at the same level. You saw with Le'Veon Bell, who's a great running back. But after he set out OTAs, training camp, preseason, how many weeks did it take him? Four? Before we really saw L. Bell be L. Bell? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was Le'Veon, but he wasn't L. Bell. Right. It was a difference. It was
1: about week four that he started to look like the like the freak that we all knew Absolutely.
2: he was. So, Melvin, it's like you you can't put those unrealistic expectations on him. And I don't care if you change the numbers still. You're the same guy right now, man. You, you're a guy who set out, and now you're trying to come back and get into the groove. But the thing is, these guys have been training all offseason. These guys have been playing football during OTAs, training camp, the first couple weeks of the season. So, they're ready to go. So, that's why I still don't even envision Melvin – being able to have one of those type of games this week because just physically his body isn't acclimated yet.
1: You think the Steelers are preparing for more Eckler than – obviously they're preparing for both, <clears throat> but but more so Eckler getting the lion's share of carries? Absolutely.
2: I mean, Melvin's going to get his touches without a doubt because that's the guy they're paying. That's the guy they want to get right. But Eckler is the more effective back, so Eckler is going to get – if it's not a 50-50 split, Eckler will still, I, feel, I think, will have – a great amount of touches. 70, Absolutely, especially whether it's the traditional handoffs, which they do with Eckler, or when they're getting him out the back with the scat release and they're throwing it to him right away. Those are the ways that they use Eckler. And you have to think, Philip Rivers has a rapport with Eckler. He even said it during OTAs, and that was a part of the reason why Melvin Gordon didn't get paid. Philip Rivers said, we're comfortable with the backs that we have. Right. I'm fine with the backs that we have. So... Even with Melvin Gordon being back, it's still no guarantee that Phillip is gonna want to feature him when he's comfortable with Eckler, when he's comfortable having Eckler out there the first four or five games of the season already. So those are the things why I say if if you're the Steelers defense and the coordinators in particular, you're drawing up a plan to get Austin Eckler out of there. Because as he goes, that team goes. Yeah. If he gets going in a running game in the past yeah, I think he's their leading rusher and their second leading receiver. If he gets started, that opens up so much more for that for offense. For everybody else. Absolutely, because now you can't. Let you do more with Keenan Allen. Now you can't pack the box either. Now you have to. Ulti- I mean, excuse me, you have to pack the box if Austin Eckler gets going or Melvin Gordon gets going, which ultimately leads you to one-on-ones with Keenan Allen, leads you to one-on-ones with Hunter Henry, will lead you to one-on-ones with Mike Williams. All three of those guys can light it up and if Echler given the opportunity. Out of the right. So though, that's what you definitely want to avoid.
1: No doubt about it. A whole bunch of minutiae that's going to be important. In particular, I think, again, those first couple possessions of the game. Really important for the Steelers' offense to get something going. Really important for the Steelers' defense to kind of suffocate and not let the Chargers get that run game going. On Twitter, at Wesley Euler at da Body 52 DaBody. Arthur Motes, what time is it?
2: Uh-oh. I believe it is time to make a debut.
1: Is it time for me to sing?
2: I think it's debut time.
1: All right, so for those of you who aren't sure what's going on. Educate the listeners. Last week, right, you Talk and I it. got into a side debate about are the Steelers black and gold or are the Steelers black and yellow? With you know, with no, the, no, 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 the no. no, storm that happened with Nick Vanette and his comments. Yeah, I was I
2: was going to say just clarify that yeah, because I don't want I was people to there. I was yeah don't there. don't make it like I was saying that. You know what <laughs> I mean.
1: So Nick Vanette received from some heat because he said the black and hell black and yellow hits differently. So I asked Arthur Moats, you know, do the players call it gold? Do the players call it yellow? And Moats told us that in the equipment room the color is actually yellow. But it's the black – and you asked me, right? I did, yeah. Why is it black and gold? And I told you I thought a large part of that was because of the here we go. Right. Jerry Steelers, black and a gold. And yeah. I did a little freestyle. I like how you,
2: you get the whole accent going too when you start oh, singing the song. Like, like holy cow. It,
1: it, it, I forget exactly what I said last week, but it was something about how permani sandwiches were better than crab cakes <laughs> relating to the Ravens and the Steelers. And we got a couple tweets from people that were like, love the accent, love the song. So we decided to make this a regular thing. Which is true. So every Friday, well, maybe not next Friday because it's a bye week, or maybe I'll just sing a song about the bye week. Every Friday now on the show around this time, we're going to have our own electric factory version. And and Mutz will give me my grade. All right, Professor Mutz (laughs) will give me my grade after this performance. Class is always in session. Here we go, the
0: inaugural version.
2: Here we go, the inaugural version of Here We Go.
0: (laughs) Here we go.
3: Gone to the Super Bowl. Here we go! Cheer the Steelers, back in the Here we go! This town of Pittsburgh's heart and soul. Here we go! The Steeler Nation has the best fans. We are from Pittsburgh, the six-time Super Bowl champ. Here we go! Mm. You ready, Munsey? I'm here ready, man. Get me going, much.
2: baby. Get me going.
3: Here we go, Steelers! Here we go!
0: It's Feds gone to Super Bowl. Here we go.
1: Steelers Nation needs a big win. Here we go. Our We're darkest now. hour in the absence of Ben.
3: Here we go. Sunday
1: night football. It's a big now. show out in the city to of Angels. Gotta let the duck throw.
3: Here we, we, go. Go. <laughs> Here we, we go. go. Here We're we go. Here we go. Steelers. Here we go down to the server ball. here we go. Across
1: the country to Los Angeles.
3: Here we go.
1: Steeler Nation taking over that stadium with ease. Here we go. All of our hope now rests with a duck, but we know the defense gonna hit like a Mack truck.
3: Here we go. <laughs> here, we go. here we go.
1: Here we go. Last verse. Finish strong.
3: This first going to, to the, the Super, Super bowl. bowl. Here we go.
1: Yeah, the Chargers ain't got no fans.
3: Here we go.
1: Stiller Nation invading their land.
3: Here we go. Playing
1: in the soccer stadium, that's just a sin. And come Sunday night, we start stacking them wins. Here, Here we, go.
3: we go. Here we go. Defense, defense. Here we go. Steeler
0: here we go, Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. Here we go. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> not uh,
2: not the first go-around. Uh, hey, I, I hear you, man. You know, it was flowing. I like that. And, and the defense hit like a Mack truck. I like that. Did
1: you like that one, or did you like the playing in the soccer stadium? That's a sin. Come Sunday night, we start stacking some wins.
2: I, no, my, my next one was the duck one. I like that.
1: Uh oh, Sunday night football. It's a big show out in the city. Angels, they got to let the duck throw.
2: Absolutely. Let the duck go, man. <laughs> let him throw. Let him throw that thing. I just envision seeing like the ducks flying across my head with a flying v. Quack, like, I like it.
1: Oh, James chimes in here, though, on Twitter saying that after the after the here we go, I should have had the quack, quack, quack with the beat.
2: I dropped the ball. That's on me.
1: You know what, though? We're going to sing it again in the next hour of the show. Okay? All right. So before we get out of here, we'll sing it again. Good suggestion there, James. And we'll have Motes like he's in the Mighty Ducks doing some <laughs> quacking in the background on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. The Body. When we come back here, a view from the other side. What they're saying in Chargers land about their team, about the Steelers, about how they think their team should beat the Steelers, all of that when we return as well as your reaction. You're inside the Electric Factory on a Friday. It's Euler and Motes on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR.
1: What are they saying on the other side, right? This is Steelers Nation Radio. What are they saying on... Chargers now? Who are we kidding? They don't have Char- Chargers, Chargers Nation, Nation Radio? Radio. Stop I mean, come it. On, there's no chance. I like the joke there. And they play playing a soccer stadium? They can't even get thirty thousand people out to their games. Come on, oh, man. You Nation know they playing. Radio. They playing us
2: out there on the West Coast, man.
1: Chargers Nation Radio. Maybe they are.
2: They definitely are.
1: And let me know what you thought about our song there, Chargers fans. At Wesley Uller at the Body Fifty Two. The Body. If you missed it, the reactions rolling in on Twitter. Gordon Dean, Joey Baggett, Donuts, James. They all love. The Electric Factory version of Here We Go. We'll sing it again around one thirty or so. Speaking of
2: Joey Bag of Donuts, I want some donuts. Now, every time you hear say his name, I'm like, I, I want a donut.
1: Yeah, you know, if you're going to have a name like that, yeah. I mean, you got to at least bring enough for the class, Joey. I mean, like, come,
2: come on, on, man. Like... Don't be selfish. <laughs> Team player.
1: Moats. it was a new idea that I kind of had today, right? Like, what they're saying, the view from the other side, if you will, and <laughs> kind of sounds a lot in Los Angeles. The talk sounds kind of similar to what it sounded like here in Pittsburgh. They are calling this mm. at 2-3 and three for the Chargers, mm-hmm. trying to keep pace with those Kansas City Chiefs. They are calling this a must-win game at 2-3 and three for a team that only lost four games all of last season. So Arthur Motes... This is probably the most cliched sports talk radio question that I've ever asked you.
2: Go ahead and say it, man. Keep it consistent now. Who
1: is it a must win for more, the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Los Angeles
2: Chargers? Well, obviously... It's a must-win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, the standard is the standard. And being that that's the case, it's important that the guys go out there and play above-the-line ball. They have to be varsity. Can't be JV. We don't need any JV stuff going on mm-hmm. out there. And the Chargers, come on, man, they're not having these same type of problems. The problems that we're having doesn't happen on a global basis. Happens only here in Pittsburgh. So, without a doubt, absolutely, it's important that the Steelers get this When It's a must-win for the Steelers. The Chargers, no one cares about them. Go back to San Diego. Boom.
1: I mean, you should go back to San Diego where there are some people who actually care You're about right. you.
2: But see, that's the problem. I'm painting with a broad brush, and I don't need to do that, okay? We can't paint with broad brushes. Well, you know that.
1: We're not coaching here. We're just doing radio. So. Exactly.
2: I just got red just paint, so I'm painting my barn red. Just, that's well, what I'm, I thought I'm doing right was now. yellow now. You know?
1: Just don't cut your eyelids off, all right? Well, I
2: don't have any eyelids. I tell you that. They've been gone, okay? But honestly, man, it has to be a must win for the Steelers. Just You think about what they're where they're sitting at, 1-4. They've dropped one game in the division. And this division is very weak in terms of overall wins that's going to get you in the playoffs for this to win this division, eight and eight, nine and seven. So, with that being said, the Steelers, they can't allow themselves to drop to one and five because it's going to get to the point where the hole they're going to dig themselves in is going to be insurmountable. And that's what you don't want, especially with the team that's already fragile due to the amount of key players that have been lost. Now, when you look at this Chargers team, they can say they're in a must win situation, but they don't have a reason why they can justify being at two and four right now, or excuse me, two and three. They don't have a reason. They have all their players outside of Derwin James, okay, Melvin Gordon, but you still have your franchise quarterback who went on record saying that he did not need Melvin Gordon. Right. It wasn't like we said, hey, we don't need Big Ben. We never said that. It's not like we said we don't need Mason. But when you look at, the talent that the Chargers have, for them, man, they they can't say they're in a mushroom. You put yourself in that hole. The Steelers, they had have they've had had or excuse me, they've had numerous issues, a ton of adversity they've had to face, but they're finding ways to stay interesting. They're finding ways to stay around. And ultimately, man, for them, they understand that they still have a chance to make this a season that's not lost. They have the chance to make this a season that's still meaningful. They have a chance to still make this a year where Coach Tomlin continues to never have a losing season as a head coach. All of that's in front of them still. And it's very attainable. We talked about that yesterday in terms of the remaining games on their schedule. But at some point, you have to start stacking them. At some point, you have to put your feet in the ground and say no more. At some point.
1: you got to win some of those one-score
2: games. You have to win them. And this is one of those games for them. They have to win it. So for me – is, w- is definitely a bigger must-win situation for the Steelers than it is for the Chargers.
1: I think particularly when you consider, if you can go out to Los Angeles, you can come back across country, you know, get home at, what, 5 a.m. Monday morning, whenever they get home, mm-hmm. with a win, with a week off, and then you're staring at the Miami Dolphins having to come to Pittsburgh the following week.
2: Mm-hmm. Ducks are better than Dolphins, too.
1: Hey, all, all of a sudden you could be three and four realistically. Hey, in, in a, fast in a couple weeks. It could happen real fast. And at three and four, you'd be right in the thick of the thing. You talk about schedule. Uh, we both anticipate the Browns have have to go to Seattle this mm-hmm. week, and then they got the Patriots the following week. They could be a two and five team easily. The Ravens, we know what they are. They, they could, are
2: who we thought they are.
1: I mean, you could be sitting at three and four and be a game behind the Ravens, with with still seeing Baltimore again this season. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it starts. You got to stack some wins in a row, and it starts this Sunday night because one in five, ah. even in this division, which hasn't blown anybody's doors off, one in ah, five that's is tough. tough.
2: That's tough. That's
1: tough. That's tough to come back from. But you mentioned that injury report too, and I think if this comes down to one of those close back and forth, like we saw with Seattle and with San Francisco and with the Ravens, the Steelers. Advantage in the special teams department could help them here. the The Chargers have man, they've, they've had injuries at the kicker department all year. They've struggled to make field goals all year.
2: But they have an X factor in a return man and they Desmond King. They have I, an X factor in a return man. I'm just, that's all. Hey, I understand. I like optimism.
1: <laughs> so what would you what would you rather have? The X factor in the return game, but some questions at the kicking and punting position, or solidified at the kicking and punting position, but no real X factor in the return game.
2: I love a guy who can get points on the board, man. That that's game changing, field flipping. That's that's pretty huge, man. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, we we just think about how it happened last year with Desmond King. At the junction of the game, he runs that kickback. Just think about that. Or let's take it even last week when you saw they were trailing it, um, they were trailing at home versus the Broncos, he runs a kickback. That's X factor material. How many times we saw with Kansas City with Tyreek Hill when he runs back a kick. And you know what the the statistics show. You run back a kick, your chance of winning go up drastically. You block a kick, your chance of winning go up drastically. You make a field goal, it really doesn't shift it that much. Or you miss a field goal, it doesn't shift it that much. But those are the X-factor, break-your-back type plays. So for me, I'm not ready to just say that the Steelers have an advantage in the special teams element just because they've been making field goals and punting. I need to make sure that they don't allow Desmond King to get going. That's scary.
1: Like he did last year. Yeah, like and we, granted, we just, All pro. There was a clear block in the back last year on that punt return, but you know what, Motsi? If it's 10 not, other guys on the right, field who if were Right. If
2: it's not caught, If it's not caught, it didn't happen. And I can assure you, if we look at every Steelers punt return that's happened before a touchdown when A.B. was this, out there – Or, or I'm, Antonio Holmes. Actually, I'm sure we can find a clear block in the back, man. That's just the nature of the game. But, yeah. I'm not ready to just say that we got the advantage in that department.
1: Last thing I got for you, what they're saying from the other side is that the the uh, the chargers need to go about like they did last year in establishing the run and attacking the middle of the field because uh, they say, mozi, you know, Oh. Okay, they've improved at the middle linebacker position. Mm-hmm. It's it's not John Bostick out there and L.J. Fort this year.
2: Hey, man, stop taking shots at my dog, L.J., man. <laughs> but
1: what they're also telling what, – what I've also read, right, is, okay, so they've improved in that regard talent-wise, but Devin Bush is still a rookie. Mm-hmm. Mark Barron's been banged up. Mm-hmm. You can still attack the middle of that field.
2: Well, uh, we talked about that a little bit earlier in the show. If you are looking at the best way to attack this defense, that is it right there. Just because of some of the things you said with Mark Barron being, uh, dealing with some injuries, with Devin Bush still being young, coming into his own. But I caution you, they are going to continue to grow up, and in particular Devin. Mark is going to continue to get healthy.
1: You've seen Devin so, growing up week to week. Right so so be eyes. careful
2: what you wish for. And sometimes a kid needs just multiple opportunities to show that, hey, I'm a big dog now. I've grown up. So I just caution you, if you're the Charges, if you want to attack Devin, be all right. That's cool. But just know, it could go bad for you. That's how always look at it, man.
1: I don't know, and this is, I mean, this is, you do want to talk about an encouraging development this season and something that we haven't said in a while. I don't know if there is a right place, a smart place to attack this Steelers defense now. Correct. I mean, we've talked at nauseum on this show, you and I, anybody who's listened for more than 15 minutes, about how... Solid. How different that secondary is now from years of past with the safety positions anchored down with the two first-round picks in Edmonds and Fitzpatrick. Steven Nelson coming in and slotting alongside Joe Hayden brilliantly. Now we talk about the talent at the interior linebacker position. We all know what T.J. Watt's done this year. Bud Dupree has shown flashes, and we know that, listen, Steelers fans would always like him to get more sacks, but he is a viable starter outside linebacker and guy in the National Football League. He's made some splash plays already this season. And then, man, you talk about it in the year that he's had and we know what Hargrave and what Hayward are capable of. I don't know if there's a right way to attack this defense. It's
2: not. And and even when you talk about the passing game, a lot of people get caught up in the secondary element of it, Devin Bush, the corners, the safeties. But you have to remember this. This team has pass rushers, top-notch pass rushers. So for you to attack this team through the air, you're playing into one of this team's strengths in terms of that front four those I don't even say front seven because we use Vince Williams as a blitzing linebacker and he's a he's had ten plus sacks before.
1: Remember what I told you yesterday: nineteen sacks the Steelers Absolutely. have this season. Nine different guys have registered yeah. them.
2: So you have to think about that if you want to play that passing game. Just know what you're opening yourself up to. Understand that Mike Hilton one of the best blitzing nickel slot corners in the league. That's what you open yourself up to. So proceed with caution. But that's the thing that's so frustrating right now when you're sitting at 1-4 and and you see this talent. You know how good this team could really be. But it's just been so much adversity one thing after the other after the other. You just ask yourself, how much can they overcome? How much is enough? How much is too much? Hopefully we haven't seen it yet. Hopefully this team can keep picking up, keep going on. But it's tough.
1: And it's time. Uh Oh, to win some of those one-score games. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at Body 52 Body Fridays mean a lot of things around
2: here. Uh-oh. You Don't you do it. Don't you. But your favorite ooh, part ooh. about Friday coming Uh-oh. up next. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it.
0: Five-star matchup. Everybody we play, is a five-star matchup because we're in it.
1: 1 p.m. on a Friday. That means mm. it's time for Five-Star Friday, the five most important matchups. This weekend, in Steelers-Chargers, that will determine the outcome of the game that you should be watching, keeping an eye on at home. Moats will take you to church when we return and Talk break down them. the five biggest X-Factors, the five biggest matchups ahead of Steelers-Chargers. All of that and more when we return for Hour 2. It's Euler and Motes inside the Electric Factory. Steelers Blitz on SNR. Oh, it's a Friday inside the electric factory, having some fun, singing some songs. Hey. And that will continue at about one thirty. but Arthur Motes, you know, we got a lot of benchmarks on this show.
2: You know, we keep all the bills and whistles on our shows, you man. Know, we
1: got Professor Motes Monday. Hey. We got Best of the West Wednesday. Talk about we it. We got Three Question Thursday. Wow. You
2: show me the money. We got Answer the Play on Wednesdays. Don't forget that, but it's cool. Oh, yeah. Inside you know. the oh, Play man. on Wednesdays. Oh, man. No, no. Wednesdays. Don't worry I about know, it, man. No, rolling out hey, all man, these new. You know, we got man, the Here cool, We Go on hey, Fridays you know. now, too. We just do a little bit here, and there, there.
1: But one of our favorite segments, one of my favorite segments, oh. always, is every week when we go into your classroom, if you will. It's not Professor Motes Monday, but it's similar. Five matchups. You pick out the five biggest things It could be individual matchups on the field. It could be coaching. The five biggest things, the five biggest factors that are going to determine the outcome of Steelers Chargers mm-hmm. on Sunday night. So, without further ado, it's time for Five Star Friday.
2: It's a five star matchup because we're in it.
0: Five star matchup. Everybody we play is a five star matchup because we're in it. <laughs>
1: Five-star Friday,
2: matchup number one. All right, so we have to start with the new addition, the guy who came over from trades from Miami Dolphins, Mr. Minka Fitzpatrick versus Keenan Allen, the guy who had his way with this Steelers defense and particularly the linebackers last season. Now, Minka matches up great with Keenan in terms of his athletic ability, his size, his ability to cover and This is why you bring over a Minka. This is why you give up what you give up to acquire a talent of this caliber because he can match it with a guy like Keenan who they like to line up in the slot or at that number three receiver position and try to take advantage of some of these linebackers. So, Minka locking him up. Minka's already went on record and said that, uh, you know, it's that hard to cover Keenan Allen when you're not using a linebacker. That's that's his words. Mm, His words, not yours. So, I'm buying it. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Mr. Minka Fitzpatrick, show me that you are that guy. Show me why we dre- why we traded what we traded for you. Show me why you were that bad man coming out of Alabama being one of those top picks, baby. That's my matchup right there, number one.
1: I mentioned it. You saw how Minka in his first game when he'd only been with the Steelers for, what, four or five days, mm-hmm. George Kittle had a hot start in that game. His first four or five receptions went for 70-some yards, I think, mm-hmm. and then quiet quiet, quiet, no answer. And that was because Minka Fitzpatrick in large part, and there's other factors that play into this, but, man, he did a great job of taking away the middle of the field, and that would certainly be a welcome development this Sunday as well Mm -hmm. against Mm -hmm. Keenan Allen and company. Five-star matchup number one, Minka Fitzpatrick versus Keenan
2: Allen. Five-star Friday matchup number two. Man, so now we got to hop into the backfield. I'm talking James Conner and Benny Snell versus... The unblocked linebacker slash safety in the run game. And this is why I label him unblocked linebacker and safety. When you watch the film, the Denver Broncos, in particular Phillip Lindsay, had a ton of success making the unblocked linebacker or unblocked safety miss. He would start with a belly action to one way, and then when he bellied on back and brought that ball to the opposite it's side of the field— He was getting that one-on-one matchup and making those guys miss, turning a three-yard gain into a 10-yard gain, turning a 10-yard gain into a 30-yard gain. But you cannot do that if you don't make the unblocked defender miss. Now, when you watch this Chargers defense, sometimes they sell out. Sometimes they will put eight, nine, well, excuse me, eight guys in that box to just stop that run. So once you make that one guy miss, it's green grass, it's smooth sailing. Now, we haven't been seeing a ton of... Our running backs making guys miss. But this is the week it has to happen. This is the week we need James Conner to make it do what it do. This is the week we need Benny Snell to show that that one carry versus the Seahawks for 23 yards because he made the safety miss, that wasn't a fluke. That's what he does. That's what he does. Show me Benny Snell football. Show me the care from Erie PA and James Conner being the bad man that he is. That's what I need to see. And you're going to get your opportunities. You're going to get those one-on-ones in the hole versus Denzel Perryman versus Thomas Davis. You're going to get that. Make it happen. Make those unblocked linebackers and safeties miss and turn those average runs into great runs and make it a great day for this Steelers offense.
1: Five-star matchup number two, James Conner, Benny Snell against the Chargers
2: unblocked linebackers and safeties.
1: All right. Five-star Friday,
2: matchup number three. All right, now we got to go across to the offensive linemen. Not the big uglies, the big swaggies, baby. And <laughs> the two guys that I want to highlight, Big Al, Al Villanueva, and the young boy, Matt Filer, versus Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. Now, I will give you a little asterisk next to this because Melvin Ingram has been dealing with hamstring, ishi- hamstring injuries the past two weeks. He was limited in practice last week. Didn't practice a lot this week. He has to, to, to Wednesday
1: and Thursday. He did not practice. Period. Mm-hmm. The last two days for the and Chargers.
2: That, and that was the same situation he had last week. Didn't practice Wednesday and Thursday. It was limited Friday. Questionable, but played the whole game. So we're anticipating seeing something very similar with Melvin this uh, this week. Now Joey Bosa, we all know his name. We all know his game. He gets at the quarterbacks. And these two guys flip flop sides. They don't just isolate these guys to one particular side. So, with that being said. You have to protect the QB regardless of who it is. I don't care if it's Mason. I don't care if it's Duck. I don't care if it go to Ryan Switzer. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. You have to protect him versus these two young stud pass rushers. They're emerging in the league for a reason. But, hey, this is your opportunity to put the league on notice. When you get primetime opportunities, this is a chance if you're Matt Filer to say, hey, I bought on in primetime. This is how you get paid. This is how you show other coaches if they're not going to pay you in Pittsburgh, you get that money somewhere else. And the vice versa, that is how you get Pittsburgh to pay you. Ball out on prime time, baby. Al, you struggled a little bit the last time you went versus Bosa, brother. Why not go beat up on, on Big Brother? Little brother got your little, okay, cool. Get your redemption on Big Brother. Great opportunity. So that's my next matchup, baby. Big Allen Matt versus Young Ingram and Joey Bosa.
1: So through three of these five matchups, a whole, a little bit of everything. You got Minka versus Keenan Allen, some uh, DB on wide receiver action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've got Connor and Snell. He's mm-hmm. the unblocked linebacker in safety. Talk a little, about it. Little backfield on second level action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the third one in the trenches. Oh yeah. Big Al, Big Matt, mm-hmm. against those stud bookends that, mm-hmm. the, that the Chargers do have in Ingram and Bosa. Talk about it. I like it. I like it. Five Star Friday. Matchup number
2: four. All right, so for my fourth five-star matchup, you know I can't have a five-star matchup without highlighting a linebacker somewhere, someway, and somehow. Well, I just happened to go to my 5'5 brother, young Devin Bush, and talk about this matchup that he's going to have versus Austin Eckler. Mm. Austin Eckler has been very dynamic and productive for this Chargers offense, both in the running game and the pass game. We talked about how he's their lead in rusher. We talked about how he's their second leading receiver. They find ways to get him the ball. He is Phillip Rivers' webby. That's what he is. He's their webby. He's his webby. Whoa,
1: hold on. We're only allowed to have webbys here in
2: Pittsburgh. I'm just saying. That's what Austin Eckler is. But you know what Devin Bush is. Devin Bush is the daddy that takes the Wubby away. Ooh. oh Oh, yeah, yes. A bad parents. Absolutely. Right? It's, parent, ti- bad it's time parent, to let you know. uh uh-uh. No, no Wubbies this weekend. Ain't no Wubbies on the West Coast. No Wubbies on Sunday night primetime football. And Mr. Devin Bush, Mr. 5-5, Five Five, Mr. Michigan standout is gonna prove to you why he is who he is. If Devin Bush minimizes Austin Eckler's impact on this game and you make Phillip Rivers have to beat you with that arm, with the janky sidearm release, it's going to be a great day for the Steelers' defense because now the big boys up front, Cam to it, Javon Hargrave, a.k.a. Wobble. But TJ can get after that quarterback. We talked about how that O-line is not built to pass block. They're built to run block. So it's critical for Devin. It's imperative for Devin. We need you, Devin, to minimize Austin Eckler's impact.
1: Quick question for you, Professor.
2: Oh, yeah, let's talk about it.
1: Uh, in your opinion, obviously we know both are important, but more important for Bush to minimize Eckler's impact in the run game or in the pass game?
2: Pass game. And Absolutely the pass game because if you watched the film last week, the Chargers, they kind of gave up on the traditional hand in the ball off. And what they went to were the quick scat passes to Austin Eckler out of the backfield. They went to the quick scat passes to Melvin Gordon. And scat meaning this, when the ball is snapped, Those running backs are just spreading to the flat right now. And let's see, Philip Rivers is throwing it to him within a second or two of getting the ball in his hands. So it's essentially a glorified toss. Imagine if I'm tossing you the ball, but instead I'm throwing it to you. But as soon as he's getting the ball, that's how they're doing it, and it ultimately gets that running back one-on-one in space with the linebacker, who sometimes might be over pursuing because he's playing catch-up, sure. and it gives them a the chance to cut back. It gives them a chance if the running back—I mean, if the linebacker is playing on that back hip—that he can beat him to the front side, and that's. How they tried to adapt to that because they weren't having success just going on the ground running straight ahead. So that's why I say it's important to stop. It's more important for Devin to stop Austin Eckler in the pass game just because they're using his pass routes as glorified running plays.
1: Matchup number four, Devin Bush versus Austin Eckler. Five-star Friday,
2: matchup number five. Now. My good friend, Wes, you hinted to this earlier today. Uh-oh. You made a comment about the special teams units. I I, swear I units. wasn't
1: peeking at, the, at, the, at, the, at your class
2: sheet there, Professor. So, I will say this. For my fifth and final five-star matchup, I need you, Danny Smith. I need you, Jordan Berry, a.k.a. Mate, a.k.a. Put another shrimp on the bobby. I need you, punt coverage unit. Because you got a bad man, an all-pro retirement and Desmond King over there. Who had success against you last year? Who had success against the Denver Broncos last week? Who has been a baller in the return game? We need all of y'all to minimize his impact Danny Smith I know what you get when you get to chewing that gum it makes you think better it makes you get real creative with your plays whether you're going to decide to punt to Desmond King whether you're going to try to cough and kick it whether you're going to try to just kick it straight out of balance I know you're going to come up with the master plan Jordan Berry you're the one who has to go out there and execute these kicks If he's asking for hang time 4.5 or more for hang time anything below that you're doing the punt unit a disservice because he's going to get the ball in his hand too much space too much time you don't want to do that versus desmond and for the punt coverage unit you protect but you run like your life depends on it i'm talking to you jordan dangerfield i'm talking to you benny snell i'm talking to you anthony chicolo i'm talking to you ola danie I need you guys the gunners johnny holton i'm talking to y'all make the play you make desmond king very uncomfortable if he gets the ball period and i'm not asking for something that hasn't been done i was a part of a special teams unit that danny smith drew up the master plan for we played tyree kill in the playoffs divisional round i was a part of that putting the tyree kill all pro who was running back kicks left and right like it was nothing we kicked to him but hang time was key coverage of those punts were key, and that's what you have to have this week versus Desmond King. So that's why you are my fifth and final five-star matchup.
1: I gotta think maybe I'm wrong here. You could tell me if I'm wrong. Talk about it. That hang time is probably easier outside of Heinz Field than in other places.
2: I would agree that you're it not is. dealing
1: with the extreme hey. weather, wind elements. You <laughs> no go on the West question, coast, man. Calm weather in a soccer stadium.
2: Well. Regardless of the stadium, in terms of it being soccer, football, basketball, I will say this. With the weather being warmer in L.A., Southern California, where it never rains Let's allegedly.
1: let the fly nicer.
2: Absolutely, but the football isn't going to be as hard to kick right. either. When it gets cold outside, that football feels like a Firms brick. up, yeah. Yes, indeed. So that's going to be very advantageous for a Jordan Berry. And then when you talk about the beautiful kicking conditions, he's used to kicking in these terrible elements AFC that you North. face in AFC <laughs> Pittsburgh North. Pittsburgh and
1: Baltimore and Cleveland. Cincinnati and Cleveland. Since, like
2: He's not gonna have to deal with that out there. It's gonna be, it's gonna feel like an OTA kicking day, and that's what you want. So go out there and make it happen. Execute the plan. Danny Smith's gonna draw it up nicely. Coverage units, Go out there and ball out. Period. One more time, your five five-star matchups
1: that will most determine the outcome on Sunday.
2: Yes, indeed. So it starts with Mr. Minka Fitzpatrick, Mr. We traded away our first-round pick for you versus Keenan Allen. Then the second matchup, James Connor. And Benny Snell football versus the unblocked linebacker in safety in the run game. Phillip Lindsey had a ton of success making that guy miss. We need you, James. We need you, Benny. Make the unblocked guys miss. Third matchup, Big owl. Mm. and Matt Filer mm. versus Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. Who? Now, like I said, Melvin Ingram has some hammy issues. So, hey, man, put them hammies on alert. If he's out there, hey, make him scream a little bit, baby. Alright. Now in the fourth matchup, Mr. Devin Bush, Mr. 10th overall pick, Mr. 5-5 five, five, versus young Austin Eckler. Minimizing his role. In particular in the pass game, because they use him in his passing attempts as running plays. Glorify running plays. Minimize that's a great day for the defense. In the fifth and final matchup, Mr. Danny Smith, Mr. Gum Chewing Guru, Mr. Jordan Berry, Mr. Another Shrimp on the Bobby Mate. in this punt coverage unit verse. Mr. All-Pro return man Desmond King minimizes impact. Do not let him get started, and it'll be a great day for all parties. And we'll be partying on the West Coast, baby. Peace. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it.
0: Five-star matchup. Anybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. Who run? We run.
1: I love it. Those are your five biggest matchups from the keen football mind of one Arthur. Don't cross the moats. Moats. How do you, is it Arthur don't cross the moats or is it Arthur don't cross the moats moats? Don't never, cross the moats. You didn't even never, say Arthur. You just, I've never thought about That's don't this cross
2: before. the moats, period.
1: On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at Dabody52. Dabody! Da when we come back here, we want to go around the league a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's also related to Pittsburgh as well. too. Another game last night where it just seems like the pass interference calls and the officiating and how that's all governed, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's like playing pin the tail on the donkey. If only
2: Sean Payton would have got more out of this deal. Right? It's your fault, Wes, because you didn't support him.
1: Sean Payton's no. Fault. It's, it's
2: your fault if you would have supported Sean I Payton. Support Sean Payton. If you would have supported Sean Payton, this rule would have been a lot better. But no, you want to talk bad about Mr. Sean Payton? Now look what we got.
1: It's all his fault. Everything is always Sean Payton's fault. Put that on my tombstone,
2: would you? <laughs> now we'll put TB12 Lover on your tombstone and not Terry. Yes, I
1: love Terry Bradshaw. And not Terry. <laughs> On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at the Body 52 The Body. We're going to go around the league a little bit when we return, and also, I'm going to sing again. Uh-oh. oh It's our Chargers version of Here We Go. That coming up next as well. You are inside the electric factory. It's Euler and Motes on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR.
1: Breaking news into the Electric Factory. Our guy, Brian Backo, good friend of the show. You know, you talked about... It's the Batman. You talked about our other good friend of the show in the last segment when you mentioned Jordan Dangerfield. Mm-hmm. Those who are part of the power grid of the Electric Factory, they know no new friends here on Steelers Blitz. Nah, bruh. We only have two friends. Jordan Dangerfield and uh, Brian Backo, our buddy from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. The only two guests in Electric Factory history. Brian Backo tweeting out, Artie Burns... Says he expects to start at cornerback Sunday night against the Chargers after getting almost all the reps in practice this week. And he added that Steven Nelson got limited action today. Arthur Motes, your reaction.
2: Man, uh, I look at it like this. If you're already Burns, it's your opportunity. Showtime. The lights on for you. The train is circled back. What you gonna do with it? People been doubting you. People been Wondering why you up here? Why they picked up your roster bonus to 80,0 000 that you got in training camp? It's your chance. Put it on display. I know you've been in the lab. I know you've been grinding. Every time I see you, you always got that looking y'all yeah, like you ready to prove something. Well, hey, what better time than in showtime? And what better showtime than in prime time? And it's gonna be a home game for you on the West Coast. So go ahead and light it up, baby. Make us proud. Make yourself proud. Show everybody why you are the man.
1: Next man up, right? Always. Jeez, we've been saying that way too much this year, though. Hey, understand the the standard. You know how this Nelson. thing goes. I man, he's been so good, so quietly good, and against a team in the Chargers, right, that he's familiar with, played in a division with these guys, saw them twice a year for a long time. And that's a bummer, but hopefully, like you said, already showed flashes in preseason and in training camp. He's, I'm sure, ready for his opportunity as a guy who's kind of Right, singing for his supper in a way with his next contract in the National Football League. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Artie can go out there and lock it down across from Joe Hayden. On Twitter, at Wesley Euler at De Body 52 Dabody! Our buddy Jason chimes in here saying we got him pumped up on a Friday. And he adds his supervisor's riding with him. And his supervisor at work played football at Penn State. Could you guys get in any Penn State jabs for me? Well, mm. I know Arthur Motes is always down to jab at Penn State I would say, because come they didn't offer him a scholarship. They
2: did not. So we are not. That's how I always feel about Penn State.
1: You know what I would say about Penn State? What would you say? I would say some. I would get some jabs in for you in there, Jason. But I'm afraid that one of their alumni would write me a nasty letter
2: the ah, following week. Man. So I'm just gonna You're stay right. out of that one. Hey, you better cut your hair, buddy. <laughs> a little too long.
1: <laughs> on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. The Jason, body. thanks for chiming in, and hopefully your supervisor's having a good laugh as well. He's spreading the love of the electric factory. This is true. Jason, you know what you need to do is you need to take your supervisor's phone, right? Mm-hmm. Get on there, go to whatever he uses to get his podcast.
2: Hey! Search
1: Steelers Blitz, subscribe to it for us, give us a five-star review.
2: Only five stars, too.
1: Or a one-star because this is sports radio, you know, so it's it's black and white, there's no gray area. You either love us or you hate us. We operate in the absolutes. Take your, uh, everybody listening right now, take your supervisor's phone, take your mom's phone, take your wife's phone, take your kids' phones, go to wherever they get their podcasts, subscribe to Steelers Blitz. That's Blitz with a Z. Zoltan.
2: Zlatan.
1: Did you see he got a statue in Sweden, by the way? He's the man. That's our boy. Period. Okay, maybe he's a friend of the show, too. Steelers Blitz with a Z, wherever you find your podcast, subscribe, leave us a nice review. And, uh, you know, I was looking at our Apple page. We got some nice reviews on there, five or six nice reviews on Absolutely. our Apple podcast but page. We're we going to have to read some of those. We need more. We need more. We need more. Always need more. Don't hold us back. Always more energy inside the great. electric factory. And, you know, we want the power grid to be able to power on whenever they want. You miss a show, you miss a segment, no worries. Everything is archived in podcast form. Wherever you find your podcast, again, that is Steelers Blitz with a Z. Arthur Motes, I am sick and tired Uh of being sick and tired. I am sick and tired of hearing about officiating every single week. In the National Football League, it's pass interference one week. It's roughing the pass for the next week. It's what's a catch the following week. It, it continued last night on Thursday Night Football. A bunch of plays where seemingly everybody in their mother that was watching that wasn't a Patriots fan thought that it was pass interference.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No call. I don't. I think one of them they even reviewed right and and stuck with the original no call on yes. the field. When you've seen some of the stuff that's transpired already this season, particularly that ticky-tack pass interference that they they flew and, and overturned here in Pittsburgh against Seattle, this isn't going away anytime soon, is it? This is something that is going to continue to linger for the whole season until we get back to owners' meetings and this all gets discussed again.
2: Correct. All because you didn't want to support Sean Payton. When Sean Payton said no, that he you wanted pass interferences is challenged, you were like, oh, man, he's crying like a baby. And now what do we got? We got referees trying to implement the crying like a baby and just let the call stand all the time. How many times have we seen stuff to get overturned?
1: Only a few. We saw it here in Pittsburgh against right. Seattle, but, but, but it's in, not as much as you would think.
2: Or as much as it should. Right. And that's the problem. All because you ain't support it. You were hating on it, and now this is the ramifications, the repercussions that we You're have. You're
1: right. You know, we should have just let we should have just let those Saints fans and their petition should have just made them re- yeah. replay the fourth quarter of that. It game. W- it would have been fine. That would have been totally fair.
2: Yeah, it would have been cool. Because man.
1: like you said, with the block in the back when we were talking about Desmond King, nobody yeah.
2: ever misses a call. But that's not a challengeable offense, is it?
1: How do you feel about that? Because yeah. that's where this is all going, I think, when we get to owners' meetings in March is okay. If I can challenge a pass interference, why can't I challenge that uh, that roughing the passer that they called on Ola Adaini? Why, as you pointed out, couldn't Seattle challenge helmet contact roughing mm-hmm. the passer on Bud Dupree when he hit Russell Wilson in the face? Why, if we have a situation like last year where the right tackle for the Chargers clearly jumped off sides mm-hmm. and they throw an 80-yard bomb on that play, can't you challenge uh, what would have been false start? Do you think it's more likely that this gets expanded or it gets rolled back at the end of the season?
2: I think it would get rolled back. I think just because they always talk about the pace of play and the amount of time spent watching a game. The more you expand the replay, the more you expand chargeable offenses, the longer the game is going to be, the more broken up the floor the game is going to be. And I told you even back when we were discussing replayable offenses, how I'm not a fan of replay, period. I like human error. Sometimes it works for you. Sometimes it doesn't. I do too. Sometimes it works in your favor. Sometimes it doesn't. But at the end of the day, that's a part of the game. Like you can't replay everything. You're never going to get it perfect. It's never going to be exactly right. But the more you add the replays and challenges, all you're doing is just adding more of the human error element and putting it on display. And at the same time, taking away from the actual game. Right. You're making the referees be the stars of the game. You're making the referees' decisions to uphold a, a call or to overturn a call every Monday. That's more what the radio big. show's talking about, right? That's bigger than the game itself, and that's what it shouldn't be. Let the plays happen as they may be, and you got to think about this. Back in the early '90s, we weren't replaying really stuff. you think they weren't missing? Well, I think-
1: uh, late 80s was when it started, but it was... No, no,
2: I'm not saying... I'm saying in terms of the challenges. Oh, okay, gotcha. The you. challenges, not... Re- like, come on, man. Replay, when TV hit, replay in the, was In available. the late 80s, yeah. I think, was when but replay... In but in terms it was of only challenges. For, like, touchdowns. Right, and, Yeah, right. When we fumbles, talk about, like, a challengeable stuff, like, not the referees are saying, oh, we should look at this. Right. People throwing red flags and challenging calls. That started in, what, 2000s, I want to say?
1: Yeah, that sounds yeah.
2: right. So for me, I'm just looking at it like... The games were still being played. People were still enjoying them. Was there bad calls? Sure, but were there stuff that happened in your team's favor? Sure. That's sports. You can't right? have it
1: both ways. That's what. And, and you know what kills me about that too? Is it you can sense in a way with a lot of these these plays? There's a tampering of emotions within the stadium, right? Mm-hmm. Because every time somebody scores immediately now fan bases are thinking well okay well hold on they're gonna have to review it first yep if there's a 50 50 play if there's a bang bang play well hold on i I don't want to celebrate too much because they might have to review it you're seeing this in other sports not just football it's happening with review everywhere where it's just robbing that pure emotion that reaction that joy in stadium when something happens because right away everyone's looking for the flag or they're looking for the challenge
2: Absolutely that's how it is And I mean it's funny Like you said People are guarding Their emotions Even the players They guard their emotions I've been on the field Where AB has the Immaculate stretch And you're like Can we celebrate Ah right. Did he get in Hold on replay right. Ah Oh I think we're good
1: And then you got 60,000 people Looking right. up at
2: the Jumbotron Like come on Come on Come on Absolutely Or or the flip side You be on the Jesse side And you're going crazy Because you think you score And then it's up uh, replay Nah bruh It hurts and but it, it just robs the joy, which is the basis of our sports fandom,
1: right? Yes. Those moments that bring you joy.
2: Absolutely, but then, like you said, from a football popularity standpoint, I understand the sick, twisted uh, mindset of the NFL in terms of, hey, let's mess with their emotions. You sure, know how many it does people drum up. tune it gets in. More people
1: talking. Yeah. It dominates more radio time, like we're let's doing right now, do it. and TV time, and column Absolutely. inches and newspapers and magazines, like and, and online pieces. They
2: do. They like it. So as much as I, I, I'm i against all the replays and stuff like that, it's just a part of it, man. It's the nature of the beast, and that's where it's going, unfortunately. And as much as I hope it gets rolled back, I still don't know to what extent, though. Right. Because it's hard once the, once the water we'll, gets out, we'll it's hard to put it back, back in. And that's the situation right here. It's like for the teams that have benefited from these passing interference calls, because let's be real. We're only seeing the highlighted ones. We're seeing the prime time games. Sure. We're not, Nothing we're not, that
1: happens in the first quarter right, on a twelve or, or, yard pass. Right, or,
2: or on these one o'clock games. We're not watching all these one o'clock. Oh, this game was in Jacksonville, one o'clock. Jacksonville versus the Dolphins. No one cared what happened in that game if it was a P.I. that well, got overturned.
1: Don't talk bad on Gardner You Nation there.
2: No, right? no, no. We're not talking Gardner. We're talking about the Dolphin Nation. That's <laughs> what we're talking about, whatever you call those people. But No, you're absolutely right. Like no one no one cares. But it's because the primetime ones, when you see the Patriots game last night and you see a call that could have been the other way but it didn't, that's what gets people talking. When you see the call versus Terrell Edmonds go one way and then it gets reversed, that's what people are talking about because they're highlighted because it's primetime.
1: Another thing people talked about a lot this week that was highlighted this week, the decision to uphold the year-long suspension of Vontez Perfect. Were you surprised? because we, we talked a few mm-hmm. weeks ago about uh, your experience with the NFLPA and how that stuff works and how almost always this stuff gets rolled back and how you and I even kind of thought right that the the full the the Announcement of a full-length suspension for Vontez was almost kind of for show. It was them dropping the hammer, right? Right, but it'll get rolled back by a few games. Were, were you surprised that it was upheld for the for the whole rest of the
2: season? Yeah, I was surprised just because, like we talked about, a lot of times whatever they give you initially, it does get appealed, it does get rolled back. But I guess in this situation. His track record had spoke for itself. His track record in terms of suspensions and fines had been so monumental that it got to the point where they said enough is enough. And not only the NFL, but the private arbitrators, the, the guys who were reviewing his appeals, the former players in Derek Brooks. When you get former players reviewing your stuff and they still feel that, hey, you've been so egregious that we have to uphold this, that's saying something. Because a lot of times players like to stick together. A lot of times players feel like, hey, I can understand what you saw here, why you did what you did there. But for him, it could have been to the point where whenever he got suspended last time, they told him, look, the next offense you have, we're suspending you for the season. Period. I don't care. And that could have been the conversation that they had the previous time. And now that this came up, they said, okay, we got it. We're standing by it. We gave you the opportunity. This is what it is. Because let's be real. We've seen Vontaze make way worse hits. We've seen way worse hits this season from other players. But – when you got the body work that he has, sometimes, hey, you, re- you make your bed, you, you gotta lay in it. Yeah, you make your bed, you gotta land it, and I think that's the situation right here for him, man.
1: I agree with you. I agree with you. What say you on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two? The Body. Last segment ahead on Friday. Uh oh. Whoo! It's time to get that paper.
0: Are we getting Show the paper? Show me the money! But
1: before we do that, Arthur Modes, hold on now. It's time to sing again. For those of you that missed it the first time, maybe you're just trying to get in the second time. Our "Here We Go" song, a new tradition here inside the Electric Factory, a different version week to week based on the Steelers' opponent. So here is your "Here We Go" Week Six version against those Los Angeles Chargers. Here we go. Just let the beat take go. over, Josie. The-
3: Here we go, Pittsburgh's gone to Super Bowl, here we go. Cheer the
0: Steelers, back in the gold. Here we go. It's town of Pittsburgh's heart and soul.
3: Here we, we go. go. The
0: Steeler Nation has the best fans. We
1: are from Pittsburgh, the six-time Super Bowl champs. Here, here we, we go. go.
3: Here we, we go. go.
1: Showtime, baby. <laughs>
3: here we, we go. go. Steelers, quack, quack. Here we go. Quack, 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 quack. birds going to Super Bowl. Here
1: we go. Steeler Nation needs a big win. Here we go. Our darkest hour in the absence of Ben.
3: Here we go. Sunday
1: night football. It's a big show out in the city of angels. They gotta let the duck throw. Here,
3: here we go. Quack, quack. Quack, 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 quack. Here we go. Quack, 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 quack. Here we We go. go. Quack,
1: quack, quack, quack. Here we go. It's Facts going to Super Bowl. Here
3: Here we go.
1: Across the country to Los Angeles.
3: Here we go.
1: Stiller Nation taking over that stadium with ease. Here we go. All of our hope now rests with a duck. But we all know the defense gonna hit like a Mack truck.
3: Here we go. Quack, quack. Quack,
1: quack, quack, quack.
3: Here, here we go. go. Quack, 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 t- quack, the, the quack, quack, for quack, quack, for quack, this quack, quack. Here verse. we go. There it is. Hey. Here we go.
1: Pittsburgh's gone to Super Chargers ain't got no fans. Here we go. Stellar nation invading their
3: land. Here we go. Playing
1: in a soccer stadium, that's just a sin. And come Sunday night, we start to stack in some wins. Here we go.
3: Quack, 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 quack. Here we go. Quack, 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 quack
1: Time to let us go. Here we go. There it is, your week six version of the Here We Go song. That'll continue. At least if people like it, let us know. On Twitter. At Wesley Wheeler at the Body52. Time to to get that paper when we return. We'll make our predictions and tell you how Sunday night is going to play out as well. All that and more when we come back to wrap up the show. Euler and Motes, inside the Electric Factory. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR.
1: Oh, it's time to get out of here on a Friday. That means that it's time to get that paper. But before so, we got some reaction rolling in on the Twitter.com, Mozi. This is true. Over my rendition of Here We Go There, Chargers edition. Rebecca, our friend, Rebecca Litwinovich. You know, she's always lit. The most Super lit person lit. we know. She says, I think mozi stole the show with his quacks. <laughs> dusty chimes in here he says i give it a 10 that's what i'm talking about i hope he means out of 10
2: yeah you know, better not, be 10 out, like of 10. A 10 out of 100 it's like a 10 out of a 9 10 out of 10. Boom. Hey, i'll
1: take that that's the uh, the andre 3000 line right 10 mm-hmm. times out of 9 hey i'll take a 10 dusty thank you russell here guys i was driving and had to pull over i was laughing so hard <laughs> that was awesome please keep playing that you guys did great very cool and perfect fit with throwing it in he said he'd love to have the duck hear it and see what his reaction he thinks the duck would dig it as well (laughs) and our buddy here her i'm always bad with pronouncing these last names hood burkett i believe b-u-r-k-e-t-t burkett right
3: Mm mm-hmm
2: sounds about right
1: our buddy hood here g or q craze we'll say is his is his handle he's uh got his own lyrics that he says for us so Pittsburgh fans are here to say.
3: Here we go.
1: Getting a win on our list today.
3: Here we go. If you think
1: that you've got a chance. Uh Uh-huh. Don't you cry when we start to dance. Here
3: we go. I like it. I like it. Count us out. If you want to, here we go.
1: You'll regret it when we're charging through.
3: Here we go. Nice pun there. We lead the league in takeaways. Uh, mm, Give mm, up mm, now. Mm, we've mm, come mm, to take mm, the stage. Here, here we, we go. go. Quack, quack,
1: quack, 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 quack. Hood, good work there, man. You write me lyrics every week, but get them to me on Thursday yeah. and Friday, Friday so I can steal some of
2: those. Yeah, absolutely. The more you could do, team player. Stuff.
1: Good stuff. If, uh, if you still want to chime in on Twitter, you got about 10 minutes here to do so. Wesley Euler at the body fifty-two. The body. But it's time for another one of our favorite segments uh-oh. of the week. Hello. It's time to get that paper. Gots to Show get the, the, the paper. paper.
0: Show me the money! <laughs>
1: Just something about the way that NFL it film gets the hit.
3: people
2: going.
1: Oh, it just me! I got
2: goosebumps. Ah! Up. I'm about to just break my phone. Urgh.
1: At first, a recap of last week. Who's winning? Well, hold on. We'll g- I gotta give the recap before we get I to the, the good record. stuff. All right, last week we thought we were being fancy. Bears Raiders under 41. We uh, both took that, and at the very end, the stinking raiders.
2: <laughs>
1: I guess it's only right to talk about the Raiders while the NFL film's music is playing. Hey, you're right. We both thought Bears Raiders under 41 would hit. I mean, come on. That was a pretty smart bet in London. In field conditions. Across the pond, mate. so great. But they just beat it with 43 points. Man, that's why Vegas is so good. We both lost that. We both lost Giants at Minnesota as well, too. We thought the Giants would cover plus six. It looked like they were in good shape for a while. It's true. But... Daniel Jones came back to earth. Minnesota able to cover that spread. Danny picks. Packers, Dallas. Now, see, this is where I got some beef. Uh-oh. Last week, I came in here. I made my pick first. I said, give me the Packers and the points because they're going to win straight up anyways. <laughs> and Arthur Moats played his mind games like he always does so well. <laughs> played his mind games and got me to flip-flop, and he gave me an extra point.
2: And I, I, appreciate Dallas. I appreciate you, I appreciate you. means a lot to me. So You're a real Mootsy one. So,
1: got that one. You're a real one. We both took the Steelers plus three and a half. Steelers didn't win the game. Covered. But they lost by three. Covered. Three and a half is a cover, so we got that. And then Texas at WVU. Mm. I told you the Mountaineers would cover, but the bet that I really wanted to make was the over sixty-one. I nailed them both, but I'm giving my credit. I'm giving myself credit just for the one there. Over sixty-one points. Moats took the under. So we both went two and three last week. Yeah, man. I think that's the first time. I've had a losing Ever one. Ever that yeah. we've had both had lose. I think you had one losing record last season. You've had more. I've had one this season before. Yeah. I had a, I had a 2 and 3 week a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you're
2: you're more comfortable with 2 and 3s. I'm not.
1: See, I get a lot of 4 and 1s and a lot of 2 and 3s.
2: I've never heard of these 4 and 1s from you. You
1: live in that 3 and 2 zone. I'm like a 4 and 1 or a, I'm a 2 I'm a, and 3. I'm I'm a consistent
2: winner, man. My record speaks for itself.
1: So, we are now through 5 weeks? Correct? Yeah, man. If my math is right, this is week 6 of the yeah. NFL season. What's our record again? One game separating us. No, no, no.
2: I don't want to hear that. What's our records? You're 15 and 10? Okay. I'm 14 and 11. Say no more. That's all that matters. Winners hey, win.
1: We're 33% of this way through the winners season. Winners win. It's not about how you start. It's about non- how Non-winners you non-win. You're the tortoise. I'm the hare. Absolutely. Arthur, because get at the hare. I like it. I'm with it, bro. Except for it'd be the other way around here. Nah, bruh. I like it. Moats 15 and 10. Euler, 14 and 11. It's tight, tight, tight. <sighs> through five weeks,
2: Moatsy. Go to strategy. Just pick whoever you pick, and I'm always going to win. Ha <laughs> ha!
1: So let's see if we can both bounce back from a two and three week. <laughs> let's do it. And get some paper this week. Kansas City, Arrowhead Stadium. I think they've probably got a bad taste in their mouth. Ooh, Those Kansas okay. City Chiefs. Uh-huh. After losing at home in prime time last week this to, is the, true? to the Andy Luckless Colts. Ooh. They're four-point favorites at home against the upstart mm. Houston Texans. Hmm. Who's picking first? We didn't delegate that. I want to have you start picking first now, so I can't have you talk me off some of these what? picks. What?
2: You always go first, though. That's just like right, how fine. we so do just it. Just so you know, going forward,
1: I'm not changing my
2: mind anymore. All right, that's fine.
1: Give me Kansas City minus four. It's a close game. It's a tight <laughs> game. But I think Kansas City—they'll get that offense going against a an okay <sighs> Texans defense. And I think I think um. Uh, Deshaun Watson and company will score enough points, put up an offense to keep that in the keep them in the game. Pardon me, but enough to win by three or less, four or less. Uh, I don't know. Give me Kansas City minus four.
2: All right, Kansas City minus four, meaning that they're gonna win by four or more. Or more. Well,
1: if they won by four, that'd be a push. That'd be a tie.
2: Yeah. Do I see this as a field goal game though? That's the real question. That is the real question, my friend. I don't know. I really don't, man. And I don't like this matchup at all. <sighs> but for the sake of betting, for the sake of fun, for the sake of having a good time when for I come in here, for the banter, I'll go ahead and take, Watson. I'll take big Watson. I'll take Big Brother Watt. I'll take Nuke Hopkins. Let's so, roll with so it, So you'll baby. take
1: the Houston Texans on the road plus four points. So you've got four points with the Texans. You start with a four-point lead. All right, hope that's good. I got Kansas City minus four. Make sure I write this down on my notes. Houston plus four. Out to the West Coast. And, you know, I, I think this is a bit of a sucker bet. No, I think this is a little bit of a rope-a-dope strategy. There's something going on here that I don't like. So
2: you're taking Cleveland. I can feel it. Thank I you. I
1: see Seattle at home against the Browns. The
2: Browns? The Browns?
1: When was the last time the Browns beat a good team on the road? Talk 1999? about it. 1999?
2: Man, before you were born.
1: Well, I would have been born
2: then, but come on but you I'm know, not you that. Ca- you come catch on. my drift. Come on, bro. Seattle that,
1: that shocks me that Seattle is only a point and a half favorite over the Browns. When that happens, there's yeah, usually so something. So I'm gonna
2: I'll take Seattle. You could take the
0: Browns. There's cool. usually
1: something that Vegas knows that I don't know. Yeah. But I do know I'm never putting my faith in Freddie Kitchens in Baker Mayfield and that offensive line and that porous defense, particularly against a guy who I've caught in flak for Motsy. Mm-hmm but I think is perhaps the best quarterback in football right now at this moment in Russell Wilson. Give me Seattle minus
2: one and a half. Yeah, I'm not going to go as far as I think Russell's the best quarterback in football right now.
1: two touchdowns and four I interceptions in his last 19 games. I don't care. two and four.
2: Hey, you look at Dak Prescott's numbers over the first three weeks, and you tell me he's the best quarterback as well. Oh, That's all I'm saying. Compare, well, anytime you give me these numbers. Compare
1: Dak you want to Russell you throw
2: numbers out. Nineteen games. That's you wanna not throw numbers out. All I'm size. saying That's is hey, season. All I'm saying is you can throw out all the numbers you want to throw out. I go out for of what I see. That's all I'm saying. What do your eyes but tell you? My eyes do tell me this that Seattle team is a lot better than that <laughs> Browns team. So I don't really care about none of that. You can call him the GOAT, you can call him the best quarterback ever. You can say he's the reincarnation of Joe Montana. I don't care. I'm not picking the Browns. I'm going Seattle, baby. Let the 12 fly.
1: Your boy, Dak Prescott. Speaking of which, ah. the Cowboys travel to New York to take ah. on the Jets. Seven-point favorites are the Dallas Cowboys. Ah, seven. Arthur Motes, Last week, I told you we did a um, like a Factor Fiction segment last Correct. week on the show. And I told you that one thing I know for sure about the Dallas Cowboys is that they're really good against bad teams. Hey. And this they're factual. not so good against good teams.
2: <laughs> we know, I know what the Jets are.
1: I know Sam Darnold is, is probably going to be back. And, yes, the game's in
2: New York. That mono ain't cleared up yet, man. Come on, but He's still it, struggling.
1: Exactly. I don't I don't believe in the Jets. I don't really believe much in the Cowboys either. But, like I told you, I do believe in their abilities against bad teams. I
2: believe in the Cowboys a lot more than I believe in the Jets. The Cowboys
1: win that by 10, 11 points, something like that. Give me the Cowboys minus 7.
2: Yeah, man. I'm not going to even argue with you right there. Dak, like I said, against these bad yo teams, boy. he looks like Dan Marino. Versus these bad teams, he looks like Mike Vick. Versus these bad teams, he looks like your boy Tom Brady, Mr. Vegan. TV12. So, with that being said, I'm going Cowboys minus seven as well. Hey, elbow do your thing. I feel bad for you though because that offense, that ooh, it's gonna be a rough day. Jamie. Below the line, the standard is not the standard out there, my friend.
1: Our bonus
2: college football pick'em game before we Uh-oh. get to the Steelers. Now, while we always gotta be in the Big Twelve, we don't never get to have some fun, man. I don't want to see no Texas Oklahoma. They suck.
1: Hey, you know, you could come in here with your own picks. You know, I'm
2: that's your—that's what you do, though. I'm not holding your feet to the fire. But this what you—that's like me saying, hey, you come in with your own five-star matchups.
1: I mean, maybe okay. No, huh?
2: no, don't step on my toes. Don't step on your toes. All right. <laughs>
1: Texas, Oklahoma, you know how it works. It's a neutral site game every year. Actually, I don't know how State, it works. At the Texas State Fair. All I know is you
2: can't say hook them no more. Like uh, You can't horns down. What's up that's with that, man? That's a personal foul penalty. Uh, I isn't don't, that ridiculous? So, if, if horns down is a taunting foul, isn't horns up? should be a ton as well. Absolutely. Thank you. It Arthur, makes zero sense.
1: Arthur Motes for Big 12 Commissioner. Golly. Uh, it's a rivalry game. I mm-hmm. think Oklahoma is definitely the better team. Okay. It's a neutral site. Uh-huh. It starts at 11 a.m. local time Ooh, in that's Texas. early. So I think it takes a little while for both of these offenses to get going. Okay. Oklahoma are 11 and a half point favorites. Oh, yeah. There hasn't been a spread that large in this game in, I think, four or five years. And that's fine. Oklahoma wins, but Texas covers. Give me the Longhorns plus 11 and a half.
2: The fact that I can't say horns down. The fact that the Sooners can't go horns down without getting the flag. The fact that we're up here talking about horns down lets me know one thing. The Sooners are going to get the job done. Jalen is going to get the job done. And I'm a Jordan brand type of guy. And they happen to be endorsed by Jordan. They so are. with that being said, give me the soonest for 11.5, baby.
1: Minus 11 and a half. Arthur, Arthur mm-hmm. Mode staking down on a big spread there. All uh. right. Last but not least. Horns down. The Steelers
2: in San Diego. Uh-oh. They no, are... they're not in San Diego. They're Sorry. Los Angeles. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: rewind. zip. zip, 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 zip. The Steelers in Los Angeles. Hi, 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 Take it hi. on the Chargers in what will be a neutral site game at best. Probably a pseudo home game for, home your pitch game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. Six and a half point favorites the Chargers are. Steelers Ooh, are getting six and a half six points. Six and a half? Arthur Motes, I so far on this show, <laughs> through five weeks, I have picked the Steelers to win
2: every single week. Don't try to justify it. Don't, don't try to give them the, with all due respect, that's what you're doing right now. I've picked the Steelers to win every single week, but... Maybe I'm just a mush. Oh, here you go. Give me the butt. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've picked the Steelers every single you week go. to win. They're 1-4.
1: But, but... Go ahead. Uh-huh. Steelers cover. Mm-hmm. Chargers win. 20-16, mm-hmm. to 16, your final score. Ooh. Come on, Steelers. Prove me wrong. Ooh. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Am I supposed to bet with my head or with my heart? That's the real question. Steelers cover. Either way. 20 to 16 Chargers is my final score
2: prediction. I agree 100% that the Steelers will definitely cover. I cannot say they won't cover. I think they will. Six and a half. That's gross. The Chargers don't scare me like that. But in terms of winning. <sighs> you know what? Bump that. I'm a homer in a day. Here we go, Steelers. Give Ooh. me the Steelers. 21-17 on the home game. Home game slash road. And that's how we're going to do it, baby. Boom.
1: That'll do it for today's show. Thanks to everybody who chimed in. We appreciate the feedback, as always. A little schedule change. Yes. On Monday, we will be in for Tunch and Wolf. You know the old fogies. They don't like to do shows when they're coming back from the West Coast. They got to eat too much food. You they know gotta how They got to get goes. all their beauty sleep and all their rest. So 10 a.m. you could catch Moats and I on Monday on ESPN Pittsburgh and mm, Steelers mm. Nation Radio, which means, Whoa. we'll have the phone lines open on hey, Monday. Hey, you better call it in. And get it off your chest, buddy. We will talk to Yins. Well, not the same time, different time, same place, 10 a.m. Oh. on Monday. And shout
2: out to my guy, Wes, on the ones and twos today, man. Wes always does his thing, multitasking. The more you can do, he's the man.
1: <laughs> we'll talk to you Monday at 10 a.m., different time, but same place, as always, on your 24-7 home
0: of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.